So today's topic is another one where I feel that uh, I, I lack in it. I, I'm not, I've not perfected it yet. And so I come before you today with this sermonette, this homily, um, in an attempt that we would step into this, this topic together and work through it together um, and have it be something that we continue to strive to seek the Lord's favor on in our lives. So um, if you'd pray with me, we'd get st- we'll, we can get started here. Lord, we give you thanks for your word that you've given to us, that you have bestowed upon us as um, water when we're thirsty, as food when we are hungry, um, as a raft in the deep ocean when we need rescuing. And so um, we thank you for that. And we just pray that you would speak to us this morning in a mighty way, um, that your words would be written on our hearts, that we would remember them, um, and that we would uh, take joy in them. We love you, Lord. Amen. So our scripture for this morning is going to come from uh, Proverbs 11. So whether it's your iPad or your phone or the black Bible next to you or your Bible that you brought, it's going to be page 535, Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. I'm going to read from the ESV version here. Are we all there? Cool. Proverbs 11, 24, and 25. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer, and another withholds what he should give, and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be waters. This is the word of the Lord. Um, so first off, I wanted to do just some, some light exegesis of the, of the word, and if you don't know what that means, it means just digging in with a shovel to figure out what the word is saying about the word. Um, how we're going to do that is I have some scripture I want to put up on the screen real quick. I'm going to put the two verses that we just read. So again, I'll read it for you. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers one. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. So we basically have what is called an A-B-A-A structure here in these two verses. Let me point that out to you. So the first A is one who gives freely will grow all the richer. So we have freely, or we have gives and richer. One who gives becomes richer. So that's A. B is another withholds what he should give and only suffers once. So the B is withholds and suffers. And then we have Solomon reiterating the first A again twice. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched. So it's blessing and enriched. And then the one who waters will himself be watered. So we have he who waters will be watered. So we have Solomon taking the two ideas of the person who gives freely and the person who keeps to himself or herself. And what is the fruit of those things? So again, in the first one, our first A, the freely giving what does it result in? The fruit of it is being richer. The one who withholds, our B, the one who withholds, suffers. And then our next two reiteration points from Solomon. He who brings blessing will be enriched. So the blessing person, the person who blesses others, is enriched by that blessing. And the one who waters will himself be watered. 
So that's just one way to kind of break down the scripture for you to understand these two, these two verses a little bit better. See what Solomon is doing. He's bringing up to us right in our face as we're reading verse 24 that there's this way and there's that way. There's the way of the person who becomes richer by giving freely and there's the way of the sufferer who withholds to himself. And then we see Solomon saying, but the way that we should choose is verse 25 by blessing others and being enriched, by watering those around us so that we ourselves can be watered. Suffers here, um, we have it underlined for you. Suffers uh, in the Greek, or I'm sorry, in the Hebrew, comes from uh, to keep something from someone, uh, keeping something from someone that would bless them. Keeping something from someone that would bless them. The example here is that this word withhold, I'm sorry, it's, uh, that's the wrong word, I'm sorry, withholds, it's not suffers. So withholds here in the Hebrew, the idea behind it is that it's keeping something from someone that should already have that thing. Uh, and so then we have enriched. Enriched is to be anointed, be blessed. So we have this idea of that we are capable of and able to bless those around us. And the Hebrew actually says that it's a bone filled with marrow. This is the type of richness that we're talking about, a bone that is actually strengthened by the marrow that's in it. Sydney and I, uh, well, <laughs> she, the other day I was living inside of kind of this idea that we didn't have enough, that we were living in scarcity, that things were not going the way that I wanted them to go. And so she said, you know, Jake, you're, you're living in a scarcity mindset. Why are you, you know, we have more than we need. We live abundantly. And she brought, up, she brought this up to me so as to turn my focus from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. That rather than viewing what we have as not enough, viewing what we have as more than enough. Winston Churchill says, we make a living by what we get but we make a life by what we give. And the idea here is that the richness of life is not by the possessions we hold or the size of our bank account or any of those things. But the richness of our life, God in us being poured out to others is what we give. And that's the idea of our, of our scripture here today, verses 24 and 25. The reality is that the scarcity mindset that I live in, that some of us live in, that all of us I'm sure live in from time to time, it's just simply not in alignment with Scripture. It doesn't line up with God's good effort and good plans that he has for us. In Matthew 6.33 it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And all these things will be added to you. When we're aligned with God, as Drew spoke about Last Sunday, we find ourselves operating in ways that mirror and mimic God's own character. So again, all of these things will be added to you if we seek first the kingdom of God. Now, a man came to earth and exemplified the kingdom of God, showing us the kingdom of God. His name is Jesus Christ. Um, when he did that, what he showed us was what giving looks like in the kingdom Adriana brought up 
tithes and offerings, and I think sometimes, a lot, of t- a lot of times, people have a hard time with tithes and offerings because there's this dichotomy between the Old Testament and the New Testament of what is giving, what is tithings. If we go into the book of Leviticus, we find that there's actual percentages that we should be giving. There's a way it should be done. But Christ says yes to that, yes to the idea of the discipline behind giving, not only monetarily, but of all of the aspects of our lives. And Christ says yes to that 10% and everything else, your whole life. And so what that does for us in terms of, just as an example with tithes in a church setting, is the 10% is simply us saying yes to and thank you for the provision that God has given us in our lives. And for that other 90, we turn to the example of Christ and say, and, Lord, the other 90 is also yours. How do you want me to to deal with it? How do you want me to give that away to others? So if, if you have conversations with friends or if you have issues with tithing in the church, um, you know, the, 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 the mindset here is not, are you giving the right amount? The, the question is, why do we give? We give because Christ, as our example, as our, as our head says, your whole life is forfeit as mine was forfeit on the cross for you. Sydney and I, uh, we moved to San Antonio about five and a half years ago now, and um, we, we came to San Antonio under some circumstances that made things a little bit tight for us financially uh, in our move. So we packed up the U-Haul, we drive down to San Antonio, we get to her parents' house. Um, so two years into marriage, I am moving into my in-laws to live with them. All of my stuff is in their garage. It was a very humbling experience, and it only got more humbling. Uh, about three weeks into moving into our new apartment, we just basically had not, we ran out of money, period. Bank account, zero. And we'd already lived with my in-laws, so I said, we can't go to them, but we can go to these people. And she and I prayed about it, and we talked about it, and we went to them. And this is a couple, this is a family that, loves us deeply and cares for us. And we broke down in front of them and said, we need, we, we're not going to make it if we can't find this $1,000. And there wasn't a discussion. The wife just got up, got her checkbook, and wrote a $1,000 check and gave it to us. It was the quickness in which she got up to go get the checkbook that spoke most deeply to Sydney and I. Because there was no question as to, should I give? What's this really for? Like, when, when, what's the payback structure here? Is it like 500 a month? No, just here. We love you, and we, this isn't ours anyway. So here. And did we pay it back? Yeah, we paid it back. But the idea here behind this story is that this family, this couple that loves us deeply and that we love deeply, began to show us in their example what the idea of kingdom giving really looks like. It is a freedom with what you have, saying, I'm not going to grip it tightly, but I'm also not going to be irresponsible with it and just let it fall out. I'm going to hold it like a baby bird and care for it. And when the father is ready to pick it up and take it, he's free to do so because you hold it loosely. You're not worried about it. Sydney and I's example, uh, the example that Sydney and I lived through that I just gave you, 
is one that years later bred an ability for Sydney and I to write those same types of checks for people. Saying, yeah, here, just whatever. And not whatever in the sense of we're irresponsible with our finances, but whatever God asks us to do, we will be free and we will give that way. That's what I'm talking about. That's the type of giving we're saying, we're talking about here today. Now, Michael Breen, a guy that Drew and I um, admire, uh, he's a great author, he's a, he's a preacher uh, from England and has been a, a pastor and a preacher here in the United States as well. He gives, um, he gives a list here of ways, and uh, categories in which we can give, and he actually has them ordered uh, in the way that they should be viewed with importance. So we're talking about whole self-giving, right? We're not talking about just the checkbook. We're not talking about um, just your time. There's, there's categories here. The first one that Breen sets out for us is spirituality. Whole self-giving starts with spirituality, our ability to pray and to listen and to be available for others around us. How are you doing with that? How are you doing in your ability to pray for others, even when they're not asking for it, when you think of them throughout the day? Giving of yourself in that way. Giving in, of yourself in a way of being able to listen, being an open ear to those around you. The next way we can give is relationally, through our time, through connections, through friendships, through, bring, through being present with those around us. I, uh, some of y'all are familiar with the, top, with the strengths finders test. My top strength is connectedness. Um, when I am able to uh, use my giftings in connectedness, to give that gifting away to people, to bring people together, whether it's for jobs or church reasons or friendships even, a friendship I'm not going to be a part of, it speaks so deeply and brings me so much joy in my ability to give that away to people that I constantly just feel the connection of the Holy Spirit when I do those things. So is that something that, is that, something that rings in your heart? Is that, is that something that you feel connected to? So relationally, the second way that we can give. The third way is intellectually. The contents of your mind. Giving that away is a gift. Um, two quick examples. Uh, one was uh, we now have a clean, non-leaking, doesn't run all the time toilet because a member of this congregation who knows a lot about plumbing said, hey, can I help? Showed up with parts, didn't ask for any money, just said, hey, I have this knowledge. I have this skill set in my mind that I'm able to use to serve the kingdom. And now you don't have a rust-stained toilet. And that's gross. So. Um, another way is there's a member of the con congregation here that um, is an ophthalmologist. And I posted on Instagram, I have pink eye. And this person just began offering, I had pink eye, I have two babies. It's just how it goes. You just get pink eye. Uh, and I got it in both eyes, it's really bad. Okay, Teresa. <laughs> it's gross. Um, but through Instagram, through direct messaging, she just started giving me medical advice. And I was like, is this for free or do I pay you later? Or what is going on? She's like, no, this is just, you know, I just can offer these things to you because the Lord has gifted me with a mind that knows a lot about this stuff. And I got better. I don't have pink eye anymore. It's great. So can you gift people intellectually? right? Next, we can gift people physically. Um, a few examples are assisting the elderly, 
caring for individuals that have disabilities, helping people move. If you have a truck, Drew Witt has helped a lot of people with that truck, okay? You too. So we all know what it means to, there's just opportunities where in our mind, like Drew is saying, you know, it, your, your, your mind is saying, I don't really think, I don't want to help in that way. But the heart and our spirit, when they are aligned with one another, offer us an opportunity to go and to give away ourselves physically to others to assist them and to help them, to be the actual hands and feet, legs, arms of God. And then last, financially, the ability to give our money away. Um, since Sydney and I moved to San Antonio, I've really, I, I've been confronted multiple times with, with opportunities to actually dive into really sometimes tense, sometimes not so tense conversations about money and finances, tithing, offerings, giving to the church, just the whole slew of the gambit of things that affect us with money in our lives. And what I've come to the conclusion on is that our life as it pertains to our Father in Heaven and money that we have in our wallet, is an adventure. And what Sydney and I have done since, since really hearing very clearly on the Lord from this when we moved back to San Antonio five and a half years ago was money is, an is, is a pathway, it's an opportunity, it's a doorway for us to walk through where God and His adventure for our life is right on the other side. Lord, what adventure do you want this money to be used for, whether it's for us directly or whether it's for someone else? Because then money doesn't seem so heavy. It becomes this really fun tool that we get to use to just openly bless people. Money can be a really heavy topic. Um, it's a tough one because money can can be the root of all evil, but can also be the root of a whole lot of very good things. So, in closing, I just want to reiterate that uh, we are so blessed because of the example of Christ in our lives, the example that his life gives us, in that it's not about just making sure you get that 10% set in a check in an envelope but it's about how do we give the whole of our lives away to those around us? How do we live out Christ's two commandments to us? Love Lord your God, love your neighbor. How do we do that second one and bless the Lord by giving our whole life away to those around us? Um, so I'm gonna close here just a little bit early and what I wanna do is have the band come back up and giving... Um, is something that I think we all think about, but I want to just offer up a little bit of time where we can um, maybe journal, pray, just ponder, get into the scripture about this idea. And so the band's just going to offer up a little bit of space for us to do that today, this morning. And um, I'm going to close this in prayer, and uh, we'll go from there. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you are a God that gives abundantly, that you are a God that gives everything to us. You are the same God that gave us your only son so that the relationship between us might be made whole again through his blood, which was sacrificed on the cross. We love you. 
We thank you for your word. We thank you for the book of Proverbs. Help for us to view giving in the same way you do. Amen.